Toby. Uh, I've got another Dear Talking Puffy letter. Oh, my God. I know. There's, there's heaps of them. Um, do you want to hear this one? Yes, please. Okay. Dear Talking Puffy. I have always felt that I am a bit of a bad gay. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, dear. Uh, Because, you know, there's a rule to being gay. Uh, I mean, I can hold my own and a few others into the bargain. Ding-a-ling-a-ling. She's funny, isn't she? (laughs) But I can never quite shake the feeling that maybe I'm just not doing the gay right. This, this suspicion was recently reinforced one night at the pub at a night out with the girls. Oh, my God. We is all this came... going to end up with him getting, like, a ball piercing? <laughs> I hope this... so. Okay, yes, anyway. <laughs> we came over a bit, Samantha, and started talking about sex. Oh, oh Samantha from Christ. Sex in the City, I see. Uh, in particular, the majority of our party's recently unfulfilled fondness for uphill gardening, i.e. anal sex. The table Thank you. was quickly Thank you. overcome. I, I got the reference. <laughs> the table was quickly overcome with an all-encompassing, gasping enthusiasm for a good rogering. Oh, uh, who is? Uh, why is Biggles writing to us on this podcast? <laughs> I don't know, but also, what, like, what is it that, about bottoms that they will flock together? <laughs> <laughs> seem to attract one another like fucking lint in the dryer. <laughs> <laughs> well, like bottoms, Adam, you've got to clean the filter. <laughs> um, I played along, but to be honest, I've never been one for playing in the mud. Oh, there is a visual <laughs> image I did not need. <laughs> um, I've, oh, God. I'm not, I've never been one for playing in the mud. I've got a reasonable CV when it comes to sex with men. Sure, I don't have a corner office and a lavish annual bonus, but I'm not <laughs> but I'm not stacking shelves at Aldi either. Oh, some, someone's got to someone's got to put those Wednesday special buys up before before work. Uh, and I've got this far with a minimum of prong work. <laughs> Am I <laughs> am I not living my best sex life by neglecting this particular act? Or is it okay to have no love for the bum love? Uh, Yours, Bevan. Right. Okay. Okay. Oh, um, poor Bevan. You know what? I reckon Bevan, more than anyone, was devastated by the... Uh, the revelations we had from Jasper's in our uh, Christmas podcast where, you know, going up the wrong and now is fine more than ever because of the, the prep. <laughs> yes, ma- maybe he's feeling prep pressure. Maybe that's part of yeah. it. That, like there's more of, um, of why don't you? Why aren't you doing this yeah. sort of thing? Because it's like before it was like, well, it's risky. I know because condoms can break and I could, it could be a death sentence. So I'm just not going in there. Actually, yes, that's an interesting idea, isn't it? That like before you had like a, an excuse to just go, I don't want to do it. But now yeah. Bevan just has to say, I just don't like it. Yeah. Which sort of feels like an insult kind of, doesn't it? My, really? my very first stand-up routine many years ago, because like, you know, most of my stand-up was always predicated on, oh my God, is he going to talk about bum sex at any point? And people were terrified. And when I did raw comedy, one of my jokes was, you know, all my gay friends seem to know exactly how big, big they are like it's always like oh it's six and a half inches oh my god you wouldn't believe it was eight and a half inches and i'm like i only know three sizes handful mouthful and get away from me (laughs) 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 and 
for a long time, that was the truth. It was like, get away from me. Like, I just, I'm not, there's, there's, there's no room. Mm. It's a one-way street. There, I tried it a few times and it was always uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. And also, you've got to, you know, well, this is where we need Scott because he's, you know, his is like the <laughs> <in> Burnley Tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> the Guatemala sinkhole. <laughs> I know, it's very busy. Um, but, you know, I have more in more recent days come to enjoy it a bit more um yeah. but you know that's that's more with a you know an ongoing relationship though yeah look i i have to say that thinking about it mm. i have a lot of sympathy with bevham i yes i have I f- well we know about how you feel about the toilet paper so i can't imagine you're putting anything up there. i feel like i have um come to the conclusion that i'm just basically bottom intolerant you know? <laughs> i just i just I, look, I'll tell you. This is this is something that I did in Brisbane. Actually, this is yes. um, this is like you had, bottom you, of the bo- of the bottle. Um, you've had you had it cauterized, and now, now you shit out of your own mouth. <laughs> correct, correct. As anyone who listens to this podcast can tell. As I was saying before, I was like basically entirely by myself for like eight weeks mm. in Brisbane, six weeks, eight weeks in Brisbane, mm-hmm. with like no human contact. And isolation does strange things to you. And at one point I thought to myself, do you know what? You know, like while I'm in this isolation period, you clean the house, you learn a new Mm -hmm. language. And what happened in my little fucked up brain was I thought to myself, do you know what? I am going to practice bottoming. (laughs) Like I have. Hang on. Alone. Alone, alone, alone. Right. Did you have any implements with you? Well, no, I didn't. So, um, I, well, that's not a good reason, way to I practice. To focus on this. So, I went to the shops. I went to the, you know, the grown-up LD. Oh yes, yes. And <laughs> grown-up LD. <laughs> you got some special buys from the middle aisle. Correct. You're I gonna, bought the got... second cheapest implement <laughs> that was fit for purpose. They um, they probably have them actually at LD. I wouldn't be surprised to find one. <laughs> In the in the middle aisle next to a wheelchair and an espresso machine. <laughs> you, you are brave beyond measure if you buy an LD dildo. Because <laughs> you wouldn't want to return it <laughs> when, when it snapped off half inside you. <laughs> because do you know what? It will just be a neutral bullet in a different box. Like. It will... <laughs> <laughs> so you you've decided to try and back up onto a neutral bullet. <laughs> Correct. So I thought, look, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, like, it's never been, um, like, it, it has happened, but it's never been like mm. a key focus area. And I thought, well, yes. I need to be a Renaissance man and well-rounded. So I thought I'll practice. So I went and bought a fucking thing, and like, I really gave it a good go. Do you know what I mean? You like, psyched yourself into it. I really, I really tried. I read an article on the internet. Like, I really... <laughs> was it was it written by our former fisting expert? <laughs> it, it could well have been. It Dean could Beck. Well have been. And I just, it just does nothing for me. All it, all it ends up is like lying on a bed with a crick in your shoulder and some kind of weird cramp in your ass flaps. Like it just well, does nothing. It's it's not it's not okay on your own. It's boring. Is that what I did wrong? 
Yes. I need another actual human. Yeah, you'd like, A, it's hard to reach around there and get anything up there without your, I as you say, know, a trick in the right? neck. Oh, my Lord. The gymnastics but, involved. Oh, you should have seen me trying to jam things up there when I was 140 <laughs> kilos. It was like, <laughs> surprised I didn't have a heart attack at 4 a.m. <laughs> You know what really killed me is I caught a, a, a glimpse of myself in the mirror at one point with like half a penis sticking out of the back of me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like some poor man had been caught in a bizarre industrial accident halfway through. <laughs> some, some people just aren't built for it, I don't think, as well. Like it's... Yeah, but I and, but, but I understand Bevan's question about like um, feeling like you're not a proper gay. Like if like it's such a big. What about the other way around? Oh, uh, like, yeah, all right. You know, you like, go in. You like, you can go in there. It's fine. Yeah, sure. Like I can. Yeah. If, you know, I can. If I'm not a doctor, but I'll take a look. <laughs> I just hate to think of Peter in his penguin onesie waiting for, <laughs> for a decent Roderick. And you're just like, yeah, I'm not going around there. <laughs> do, do you know what is making me laugh? You know what is really funny? A sad penguin. Sad oh, penguin. Yeah. And it also, it's like, it's it's just the onesie. It's not like, it's not puffed up and fluffy. It's just a, <laughs> It's like remember those terrible koalas that used to beg for the yes, <laughs> the yes. wilderness society or whatever it was. It's just some saggy polar fleece hanging off yeah. <laughs> of a thin thin person, of an already emaciated person. <laughs> but like, it, it, I guess it does beg the question: like, like how much? Um... I don't think you have to. I mean, you know, Scott used to talk about gay light savings, which was. You know, the hour at the sauna after which everyone was a bottom. <laughs> um, and I look, I think there is, you know what it is? Maybe the bottoms are chattier and that's the only thing. It's that the tops are just quietly keeping to themselves and not sitting around gas bagging about all the cock they've had I, I think that's at what the I, pub on a Thursday. I think obviously do what you want. Do you know what I mean? Mm. If bottoming is what you do, great. If topping is what you do, if good luck to everybody is 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 what you do. Do what you do. If you're, you know, at the furry convention with Joe Jonas, then do what you do. Dressed as a, dressed as the Linux penguin, also like, into like golden whatever. showers. But I think very what, smelly what you lie to is how limited our vocabulary is around mm. sex and eroticism. Because if you think about porn and the discussion like even even that idea of are you a top or a bottom you know yeah really locks you in to that particular act without considering that well you know what i'm i'm neither or i'm both or or what no one really takes you seriously also that weird implication that you can't be a masculine bottom and you and as uh wes used to call himself a blouse a feminine top (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) I mean, he he fucked the shit out of that fucking lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> Couple of days. Um, but it does. I, th- I think it th- there's like a little hint in there about an mm. idea about like a really binary, heteronormative kind of mm. definition of, of, of sex. That like you, like that it's not sex until you're fucking something or something's fucking you. And... And the kind of scope of 
Certainly the scope of physical activities you can undertake is much wider than that. God knows we've spoken to enough mm-hmm. freaks on this podcast to establish that. Um, also, if you want to have any spontaneity in your lovemaking, that is the last place you should go. Oh, my God. Spontaneity and uh, the, <laughs> the brown Jesus. highway are not friends. <laughs> Christ, Adam, in my little explorations, it was like a six-hour proposition. It was like going to a Philip Glass musical. (laughs) That's exactly how I felt about it. I just felt like just this like sort of, you know, (laughs) rhythmic throbbing in me thinking, is this done yet? Are we done yet? Is this it? Is this this the good part? (laughs) Oh, my God. But, yeah, it's like it can be, you know, as he said, you know, (laughs) <laughs> going around in the mud uh, it, it it literally can be quite revolting If you don't prepare And then, like, you know I, I understand some people are happy to take a run up at it Like, you know, make plans and go I'm... I'm going to meet you on Thursday and I'm going to be all prepared No, no, no lube, I, I want people up. who are going to literally take a run up at it <laughs> I want, like, I want those people who are like, back, right, here I come. <laughs> Thwack. Like, I'm, I'm more like um, I'm at the side of the skipping rope, just constantly waiting to jump in. <laughs> no, I'll go eventually. Hang on, hang on. I've got to make sure it's clean. <laughs> or, or are you like those people who sit on the side of the swimming pool and put like one foot in? <laughs> That's that's what happens when you just when you're not ready and you don't want it like ah! and, you try, and you try to force it. It is like sticking your toe in freezing cold water. It's like no, nah, no, nah. nah, can't do that, nah. can't do that. So it's so I think, busy. I think <laughs> number forty six is coming out. <laughs> <laughs> the brown bus is due. The brown bus. So I, th- I think our advice to Bevan is that obviously you that is fine. Do what you do, whatever. Yeah. But it would be... And, and if you're enjoying yourself, why do you need to go there? Yes. But, but I think I mean, it does give a hint about the limited imagination mm. that is out there in, in conversation and, and porn and the general erotic imagination that is out there. So, are you advising him to perhaps do a certificate for in BDSM? (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine if you could go to TAFE for BDSM? (laughs) Oh, can you imagine? Can you imagine? But also, like, if you had a certificate for in BDSM, there would be a certificate for in topping and a certificate for in bottoming. And I think that we can both think of at least six people off the top of our heads who would be head of the bottoming department at Parante. <laughs> <laughs> Associate Professor of Bottoming at Rusden. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a I've got a I've got a certificate for in dance drama at bottoming. <laughs> Rusden. <laughs> yeah. So um so I'm doing my PhD in uh, aggressive oral. (laughs) (laughs) That's the other thing. And maybe this is part of Bevan's issue is that it's, it's, you say aggressive oral, aggressive bottoms are terrifying and they're 
there are a lot of them. Like it's like what's wanting... an aggressive bottom? Put it in, stick it in. Yes, like oh. like you kind of feel like ah, oh, I just okay. I'm this is this Sorry. is what I'm doing now. I'm, I'm okay. Like and it's it's kind of like you you get no choice in what's happening. It's just like they're controlling <laughs> the whole situation. The whole transaction is you know bottoms in charge, and you know. Well, you know, Lady Brennan always used to say this. He always used to say that bottoms always have the power in, in yes. a particular transaction. Yeah, and they do. Like, they're very bossy. You know, I was talking to one of our uh, fans a little while ago uh, who had started fisting <laughs> or being fisted because because uh, this podcast made it sound like such fun. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Do we get like a tailing commission? Do we get like a spotter's fee? A tailing commission? Some kind of second knuckle bonus? Like, where is the upside for us? Second knuckle bonus. Where is our cut of the the fisting action? I don't know. (laughs) Like, if you get wrist deep, we get like 20 bucks. Oh, my God. Now I know how Nina Simone felt. I've been ripped off by this whole thing. This is bullshit. I live for Chaz Bono. Chaz Bono came out of Cher's vagina. I think it's time to do a cross to... uh, There's a press conference going on, I believe, across town. Yes, look, we should probably... I believe there is some breaking news and we're nothing if not topical. So we should probably... Keep up with what's happening there. Can can you patch us in, Adam? All right. Talking coffee news on the hour. And in breaking news, we cross now to the Federal Minister for Gays, Mr. Ricky Lee Kalia, who is holding a press conference on the unfolding coronavirus uh, lockdown. Um, Minister, Minister, uh, what is the government doing to support thirsty gays? During this lockdown, the Dow Jones Thirst Trap Index has dropped by more than 30% after the last two weeks, from merely thirsty to outright parched. And pundits say we can expect to see some Instagram accounts run out of barley snapshots captioned missing this altogether. Well, uh, thanks for your question, Hunty. Uh, Look, the government recognises that self-obsessed bitches have been amongst the hardest hit during the current emergency. And that's why I'm announcing a new support program today. I know, right? (laughs) That will complement JobSeeker and JobKeeper. It's called ThoughtKeeper. This package is targeted specifically at those hoes out there who are just can't like at all at the moment. <laughs> These are ordinary, hard-working, slutty Australians who would otherwise be gluing a ring flash to a selfie stick and clogging the entrance to the toilets of Poof Doof to take about last night post for the gram. What's the, uh, Minister, what's the economic modelling behind this? Well... Narcissistic social media accounts and Brisbane-based product launches need each other like a gym playlist needs a Sia Megamix. And right now, what are they meant to post? I mean, you can't take a photo of your food because Uber looks like absolute shit. What's because those asshole Indians who brought the Indian takeaway last year shit. I can't take a bathroom selfie at home because you'll see my back knee medication on the bench. And you can't even honestly show your head on camera at all when your barber hasn't touched up your fuckboy fate for nearly eight weeks. I mean, personally... Um, uh, Minister, don't you think there are other people in the community who need support more than influencers? (gasps) 
Oh, my actual fucking God. Have you not been paying attention this whole quarantine, Lara? We are in this together, Lara! Surely influencers have just as much right to an angry, unearned sense of entitlement as anyone else. Sadness is for losers, Lara, because, you know, at some level, they chose that. (laughs) So what's actually in the support package? Well, number one... We're lifting the number of people allowed to meet together at once from five to ten, as long as they meet your hashtag squad goals. Uh, or David Jones has a special on glassware. Uh, two, you can download the Thoughtkeeper app, which thoughts can talk to about their non-existent problems while it plays a recording of a 38-year-old account director saying, mm-hmm, I know, babe, in a nine-hour loop. And three, we've declared taking selfies in a pool with a blow-up flamingo an essential service. Thank you, Minister. You're welcome. Are you all right? Yeah, I think so. How's your head? I haven't had any complaints yet. Do you know what else I did um, in Brisbane when I was like trapped Mm -hmm. in stultifying boredom and talking about being a bad gay? Is um, I had never watched Keeping Up with the Kardashians before in my life. Oh, no, it's no good. Why would you do that to yourself? No, it's amazing. Oh, no. It is. It is extraordinary (laughs) because all I had. I didn't have any Netflix or anything. All I had was Hotel Foxtel. Yes. And Keeping Up With The Kardashians is the only thing that's on Foxtel. If you haven't subscribed to Foxtel and you feel like watching Keeping Up With The Kardashians literally every minute of every single day, mm-hmm. Foxtel's a great option. So yep. um, I watched my first ever episode and it was I felt like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz when it turns from black and white to colour. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's the mum? What's her name? Chris? That's Chris Jenner, yes. I was like, where have you been? You are She's amazing. the sloppiest rat I have ever seen. Like, She's pretty amazing. Not since Nolene from Sylvania Waters have I met a more perfect exemplar of what She's, we all love. You know, the Kardashians are an entirely manufactured celebrity because the E! Network, you know, E! Entertainment... Mm. We're constantly running these shows with, uh, you know, about celebrities, but they never had access to any of the celebrities because they're all like, Ugh, why would I go on the E channel? <laughs> why, would <I> go on <laughs> that why would I go on that channel? It's awful. Um, so the E channel were like, well, how, how do we get access to celebrities? And the decision was, oh, you just make them. We just make, make your some own celebrities. Yeah. So they invented their own celebrities and made themselves a TV show, which is Keeping Out the Kardashians, which screens on the E! Network, and they have unfettered access to these celebrities. Well, well, the origin story of the Kardashians, of course, is that like the father was O.J. Simpson's lawyer. Lawyer, yes. Yeah. And, and then Kim got paid on on a videotape. <laughs> <laughs> Look... <laughs> Who am I to judge? We've all done things. I did an interview with, um, not Courtney, Chloe, which is the one that looks like Godzilla in a wig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I think Courtney is okay. I think I quite liked Courtney. Courtney's the one with all the children. She seemed like a fairly normal human being. But yeah, so Chloe, the tall one. Yeah, right. I did an interview with her once and I kept, I just kept asking... I said, so are you the one that did blah, 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 blah? And she goes, she go, no, that was my sister. <laughs> Never naming which one. And like just the answer to every question was, no, that was my sister. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was me. 
No, that was my sister. <laughs> and this is the whole interview. It went for about 10 minutes of me just asking stupid questions. Her going, no, that was my sister. That was sister. my sister. <laughs> she was quite sweet, though. <laughs> we, we need a keeping up with the Jonases. That's what we really need. Oh, no, there is one. There's one on Amazon. Is there? Yes, girl. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> They've they reunited for some tour or something, and it's like they keep advertising it to me, and I'm like, I really want to watch it, but I'm worried that Kevin will kill my boner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to watch them going on tour. That's not what I'm interested in. I want to watch um, Nick Joe at the shops. And Nick get up in the morning, decide there's nothing to do, and go dirt biking, and then have an argument over who orders chicken. Like that's a little <laughs> I want to see them doing work. I want to see them doing fuck all. I want to. I want to see basically yeah. the big brother house, but with like more distant fences around the perimeter. <laughs> Which is what keeping up with the Kardashians is essentially. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I want. It's uh, it's terrifying. So you you're into it now. You you keep watching. Uh, I, I do. I do. Not not religiously, but I do. I do keep up. With the Kardashians. <laughs> also, Chloe, I need you yes. to go through all of these snacks and then let's see what's fresh. But I like you personally to eat every single one of those items. This is a job I can do very well. to me. Oh, well, this has been fun, Toby, but it's time for you to go and put your uh, Linux Vengan <laughs> onesie on. <laughs> Have we added a new character to the pantheon of talking poofy characters? I think have, the Linux have, penguin onesie, have yes. Have added to the lettuce, the toilet paper, <laughs> the sinkhole? Is, is the Linux penguin now a part of the talking poofy canon? The, the Linux penguin with a hole cut in it for easy access. <laughs> what, what I love is that so many of our audience are going to immediately recognise the Linux penguin. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's why I put it off because I'm like, man, like a penguin suit would have been fine, but a branded penguin. <laughs> oh my god! Aren't we all a bunch of wonderful losers? <laughs> oh, thank you so much, darling. Mwah, mwah. Kisses. Mwah, mwah, mwah. <laughs> Will <laughs> Sorry. Talk poofy to me.